So welcome to this edition of As the Actress Said to the Critic with me, the critic, Sarah Crompton. And with me, the actress, Nancy Carroll. And our very special guest, da-da! Da-da-da! <laughs> the fight director, Kate Waters. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> very nice to have you here. You're all gone coy. Thank you very much. When Nancy suggested we talk to you on the podcast, she didn't call you Kate Waters, she called you Combat Kate. Yes, with a K. With a K. Yeah. Which is how you are universally known as the name of yep. the website and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you want to know how I got that yes, name? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> this is quite, there's a little story behind it. So when I was at uh, university doing my um, BA acting degree, we did stage combat classes. And um, I, I was not bad at those classes, probably about the only class I was quite good at. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, I, you know, I found my niche in those classes and I was helping the other students that weren't so keen on it. And uh, one of my uh, fellow studio students, and I absolutely remember her name, Mandy Hiller, suddenly <laughs> said, Combat Kate. Right. And it's like literally stuck with me ever since. Oh, and, and it's Combat with a K. So it's kind of nice because it... It, it has a there's a, it has a related yeah. story to it as well where one of my student student uh, fellow students came up with a name and it's it's kind of stuck with me and so yeah. it goes on it goes on everything and it's really nice when you see a call sheet and and it's not Kate Waters fights with Kate Waters it's fights with combat yeah, Kate yeah, so yeah. It's, it's quite nice and it now goes on TV call sheets um, it's oh, really? yeah sometimes oh, it does good. and even in my boxing world as well they um, so if I'm doing an England camp, they put combat Kate on the on the board. Oh, so fantastic. it's kind of transferred so over. We, we should explain the extraordinary range of work you do. You do a lot of stage combat, but you also do combat um, and, and fight scenes, I guess, for um, Emmerdale and Coronation Street. Yeah. And you are an England boxing coach as I well. I am. So yeah. kind of massive range of work. <laughs> yeah. And at the moment, you're working on both the Ray Fiennes and Indira Varma, Simon Godwin directed Beth, yep. which I saw in Liverpool and which is about to go to Edinburgh and then come to London and go to New York. Washington. 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 Yeah. And then also getting ready to stage, help stage King Lear at the Almeida Theatre. Yeah. That's right. With Danny Zappone. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. 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 So really exciting. So we're really grateful to you finding time, you know, to, to come. When you were staging a fight, how do you, you know, doing these these plays for different theatres, what's your starting point of staging a fight? Um, the script. Yeah. There's, that's always your starting point. Yeah. What's the story? What's the motivation behind those fights? Why are the characters fighting? Because at that point, something has happened words have failed and it's got to the point where violence has is is now taking over so everybody we all need to start with the script so there's no excuse for a fight director not to have read the script or not to know the story and why this is happening so you you like an actor and a director you've got to get into the inside of the story and into the inside of those characters um so that's my starting point all the time why, why is this happening? And I ask the same questions to myself and to the director and the actors as actors and directors would ask themselves. Why are we doing this? Why is this happening? What? Where's the truth in this? Because the bottom line is we have to find the truth in the, um, in, in the physical as well as the actors finding the truth in the words. And the script is the vehicle and the lines are the vehicle 
to that physical language. So that's that's my always my starting point. Yeah. And also, I guess, the characters inform how that person would defend or attack. Totally, yeah. And and we have to and that's another thing that we have to be really aware of is that um, you know, most people don't fight. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, because yes. that's not a we we hold although we're sort of as human beings we hold on to that sort of feral instinct that actually animals have yeah, yeah and we've come from that that kingdom but we 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 we've, we've been suppressed to not go around hitting people yeah. it's a big thing so we have to we have to find ways of what's real for that character to right. do how would this character make this work so it's it's not about going in going oh i'm going to chuck a couple of punches here i'm going to do this i'm going to do that it has to be really carefully thought through so my always my question to the actors is what do you think you do right. in yeah, this yeah. moment what what is your instinct because the actors are investing in the characters a lot more than i'm investing in the characters because i'm not playing them so it's really important I feel like the first two minutes of me walking into a rehearsal room or walking onto a TV set, wherever I am, is to get that connection with the actors first. Mm. Um, and, and so that we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. And we're, so I would say, look, what do you think? How do you think this is working? And so the conversation is before we even start moving is the most important part of my job. Right, my yeah. most important part of where I start yeah, because without that conversation, how do we, A, how do the actors, how do we come here? Yeah, how do we connect? And how do we then make the story together? Mm. Have you two worked together? Have you, yeah, you yeah worked, not. What, so what have you two done together? Uh, what have you done, Nancy? It was the first and, one, The Duck House. Yeah, that was... But they, do you remember they called, you were already doing it. I know. And they called me in and said, um, this person's doing damage to themselves. <laughs> yeah. It was because I was such a plonker. We were, did, we had, I can't even remember who designed the fight originally, whether if, if I don't think you had any. I don't think we had a fight. <laughs> Which no, sounds quite familiar. So, but there was this <laughs> stupid moment where I can't even remember what, how it was supposed to happen, but basically it ended up that I was hitting myself over the head with a metal tray. Right. In a in a cheap attempt to get a laugh, <laughs> and it, and it to was hurt. Su- and basically what yeah exactly and basically I thought because it was such a light metal tray that it would be fine to whack myself over the head with it eight times a week, but basically I was giving myself a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kate came in and went, okay, there are other ways to do this without giving yourself brain damage. But they, but the, for me, they they should have had a fight director yeah, in yeah, before completely. you'd even got to brain damage stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not brain damage. I don't mean to no, be flippant about no, that. No, he- head injury, he- he- headaches. Headaches. headaches yeah. yeah. So, but that's so interesting that they wouldn't sort of think of getting a fight director. And also, I don't think I would think of getting no. a fight director. You know, if the characters hitting themselves with a triad thing, oh well, I can just do that. I mean, well, it was it was a farce. So we were sort of. I don't think anything was on the page. Yeah. Everything, um, you know, came out of rehearsal, but there was mm. nothing officially like, oh, now they go nuts yeah. or now they start whacking at each other. It was because the science of, okay, if I crash through here at this point, if I do this, if I throw myself over this sofa. So it it came out of wanting it to be fast and furious yeah. and funny and, okay, what's the fastest way to get across the stage at this point? But it wasn't ever officially. Yeah, this is a this right. requires intervention. Yeah, and and that's and that and that's that that's quite 
that's common, really. quite common, yeah. I mean, because obviously with Shakespeare, it's, well, you know, if you take King Lear, it's pretty obvious they all die for a start. And, yeah. you know, you've got a major <laughs> scene where someone's eyes are being poked Gosh, out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you really do need someone with that skill to come in. But th- very often I will get called at a later stage because stuff has been found through rehearsals. And I guess sometimes it's up to directors to have the foresight to go, hmm, yeah. actually, this is this. Maybe I am going to need someone in. And I think that is getting better, but I still think it could... It's about educating. Yeah. And, and yeah. I still think that that could be better. Because obviously where I'm sitting, I'm going, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah. I understand that if it's not obvious, I also understand that that isn't something that someone would immediately think of mm. but you but from where i'm sitting because of what i do i i completely go you would definitely have someone in for that yeah um because if you if you take noises off for example yeah now you which yeah. i've done you have the stairfall yeah that's a that's a given. That's in the that, script. That's in the script. And Which is in Act 3, isn't it? Where they, yeah. Yeah, they, there's but a tumble right down the staircase. Seriously, yeah. without the the skill of someone like me on that show, it, I don't know how it can be done because the whole of the second act where they're all backstage, the timing of all of that, I, I did all of that movement, all of that timing, right. all of that yeah. running up the stairs and someone opening the door and the head going. Yeah, and and it has to be so, so precise. Yeah. You'd get through about two pages in one afternoon of rehearsals because it it's a constant battle of trying to get the timing right and being right. really specific about it. And the payoff is the first night you put it in front of the audience and they're getting the laughs. We stopped finding it funny in rehearsals. It was like running a marathon that never ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the payoff was that yeah. that time. We thought, oh, my God. And it really was because we spent so much time on it and not being woolly about it and just actually being really specific about it. Yeah. What When you worked with Kate, Nancy, yeah. did... did what did you feel that you were suddenly getting? I mean, if you've done different things, what what do you feel that a fight director and Kate specifically brings? Did you remember the stairfall we did in the manor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to, I mean, obviously I took the guy through the stairfall first. Yeah, yeah. But then you had to make it look like you were pushing him down the stairs. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, and it's those scary. stairs were particularly steep. Yeah. And also the thing is, I mean, some people are more technical. I, I I know of myself, I get full of adrenaline and then I lose all sense of space and time. And, and, and that's dangerous, particularly. I mean, the general rule is, as I understand it, that you are 99.9% of the time, if not 100%, in charge of your own fall, of your own, you know, whatever it is that you do to yourself. So you're the design that Kate's in charge of is making sure it looks like somebody's whacking you or pushing you or swiping the sword, but how you then react, you are completely in charge of. That makes it, that is what keeps it safe. But what happens is with, you know, any slight adjustment or mistiming or if somebody's tired or it's the second time you've done it that day so you're a little bit more gung-ho, you know, whatever it is, that's when the, the danger can happen. The thing is as well is that it's a bit like what we have spoken about with intimacy coaching as well, yeah. that it forces an actor and a director to create a dance and be really, really specific, and the, and it gives proper weight to that moment in the story, as opposed to, I think, what happened for 
decades, if not centuries, that the actor was just required to get on with it. Yeah. Mm. And that if you if you said, oh, this isn't working for me, that it was yeah. tantamount to complaining or wasting yeah. time. Totally. But actually, these are you know when they're done well, it's a dance, it's yeah. a ballet, and so it's that, beautiful. So that interests me because I, I, I was slightly shared before because before we started recording, Kate and I were talking about she's done three we talked about three Macbeths three stage fights of Macbeth and you've done two of them so about the the one for the current production um I've also seen the production with David Tennant and right. Chris Jumbo and um Kate said what was the fight like and I realized I hadn't actually registered I hadn't sort of seen it I knew it was worked and I knew it was kind of minimal but then um Kate also called choreographed, directed the fight in Yale Farber's Macbeth at the Almeida a few years ago, which I do vividly remember right. because it was done in water. And so it was very wow. visceral. Cr- visceral and How powerful. What, standing up in water or submerged? Um, no, the water came up to about, I don't know, um, up to their shins. Calves, yeah. Calves. It, it, but wow. it had risen during risen. the production. Ah. So by the end, they were sort of, yeah, it was nearly their knees. Like, that yeah, my feeling and so what I did, because obviously I didn't have the water in the rehearsal room, <laughs> so I didn't get it until we were on t- in tech. Right, right. Um, but in my head, I was thinking, right, okay, so how can I make this safe for these actors to do eight times a week? Yeah. So my idea was that they are lots of grappling, lots of being in close together, but also getting them low to the ground yeah. as well and getting them on the ground. Then, of course, we had all the splashing going on and stuff like that. Yeah. It was it was a great experience. I've mm-hmm. never done a fight in water on stage before, as in that kind yes. of... I've drowned people in various things, but the, yeah. the, the <laughs> stage completely... Completely sensational, and it really was. I mean, I've got some great photos of it. It looks filmic. Yeah, actually, before I ask the next question, I do want to apologise for the other special guest, which is the leaf blower, (laughs) who has appeared outside. Nice of you to bring him. It's your PA outside. Yeah, yeah. We finish on time. I asked him to tidy the road up. <laughs> Anyhow, my more serious question, my more serious point is how when you're doing fights are you different than a choreographer? What what makes you a fight director and not a choreographer? Well, I'm not doing it to music. Right. So I'm not doing it to a strict count. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's one big difference, yeah. Um I would say like a choreographer in musical really do they 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 come in with their their uh their choreography probably worked out. Right. Um, I don't. Yeah, I go into the room and I don't have anything worked out and I love that about my job. I, I mean, I'm, I don't fear that. I'm, I think some people would fear that, but I don't because I love the feeling of the instinct of it all. Mm. Yeah, and I'm really getting into the depth of the story. So no move for me is, is um, doesn't relate to why we're doing it, yeah. Um, so Part really the that's the big difference yeah. but like Nancy was saying earlier on it I do remind the actors that it is a dance and we're not fighting each other we're giving the impression that we're fighting mm-hmm. yeah, it is our job to make it look real and actually my fights are messy because fights that bad stage fights for me look too choreographed and too clean mm. yeah good ones 
you wouldn't know that it's choreographed right. and that's also really exciting for me so when I'm working I'm get I'm I get right in there working it out with the actors I play all the parts yeah and I'm I'm trying to work out how how we want to move or how they want to move so yeah. I'm really involved in the creation of it and that for I, me is exciting but also what you do uh, I've had experiences of you doing is is keep allowing us to be loose within it yeah so that the, the when we've had certain moments like when we had in deep blue sea where there's oh yeah the, that um they there there were the there was a danger of eight times a week causing each other physical damage mm. but ultimately it's not a fight as such but we're just being physical with each other yeah. but for us to know that okay there are there are boundaries in terms of how we can operate but but there's room to tell a story. So it's not prescriptive. You're never prescriptive. You're like, it, it's yeah. completely, as you say, story bound, but allowing us to be in charge of it and just knowing how to stay safe. Yeah. Mm. And also it's, it, gives, it gives us all freedom to work within that space. Yeah. I need the freedom to work and be able to create because you will definitely get the best work out of me if I am given that freedom. And the actors are given that freedom because they need it. And the director... You know, so it becomes a real sort of... For me, the best way that I can work is being in a space where I can be collaborative, creative and free to do my best work. And I feel like that's for everybody. Yeah. So um, so when Nancy says she gets quite adrenalised, that's that's actually for most actors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's an important part of what they're doing because they're feeling it and they're real. So my job is not to go, you can't do that. That's absolutely not... A way to work because it's an absolutely natural way to be feeling at that moment right. so I don't want to sort of stamp on that but what I want to do is I want to harness it I want to I want to guide that actor to be using that fuel in a positive way yeah yeah and not in a way where we're panicking because now we've got the fight yeah because you do and also you do hear those sort of terrible stories from from the past of you know sword fights where um, people, you know, get carried away. I mean, yeah. there's a famous story about Peter O'Toole sort of nearly sort mm. of killing somebody because he got, you know, temperamentally he just got so involved in the fight and things go wrong and people get cut or whatever. Yeah. I mean, how 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 much are actual combat skills part of what you're? Yeah, you know, can you do? Have you learnt sword fight as well as box and all everything? Those things? Yeah. yeah, I've learnt everything. And if I don't, and the reason I got into boxing was because I was doing a show that had boxing in it, and I didn't right. know anything about it. So I thought, oh, I better, ta I'll take myself off to a gym, a boxing gym, and um, I'll, I'll learn what I need to learn for the show, which I did, you know, and try to translate what as authentically as I possibly could uh, into the show, um, because obviously we what can't. Was the show? Oh, it was From Here to Eternity, the musical. Oh, yeah. And the guy is, he's a boxer. Yeah. And I thought, mm, okay, I don't know enough about this. I need to go and find out about this. And um, I th and then when I was doing it, and I had these boxing lessons, I thought, actually, I quite like this. Okay. And um, so then I just sort of took it up for recreation. A year later, I'm competing in the ring. I've done 13 fights, and now I'm a level two England coach and an England coach and that's only 10 years ago wow. so that's how I got into it and not all of that work is voluntary that's not my job um but I I kind of love it because my skills as a fight director have been so transferable because yeah. it's all about 
guiding young people to be the best version of themselves and mm. and it's not unlike guiding actors to be right. the best version of themselves and 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 I have a, a because I have a good eye as a fight director that's kind of moved over into coaching world obviously I've had to learn more about the sport and and but I've had again I've had I, I love being in a learning situation again and I've been working alongside you know the top country coaches in the country and standing on the edge of the ring with the best boxes in the country yeah. and it's a different it's, it's a different world but it's also so similar yeah yeah but it's funny isn't it that i've had very limited experience of boxing but what i didn't uh think would be part of it is the is the empathy of or or the or the the way that you judge very quickly how someone your partner is going to move yeah and the dance of it like that muhammad ali sort yeah, of dance yeah, yeah totally. and 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 that's like what that's a theatre. That's a, yeah, there's an element yeah. of theatre in that, isn't there? Absolutely. And I think sport and art are so closely yeah. linked in many ways. And yeah, I, just, I kind of love it. I love it in a different kind of way, but in the same way, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, and I I like the excitement of being the coach in the corner, and you've got your young boxer in the ring competing, and how hard they've worked, and guiding them through. I find it that's exciting for me. Yeah. You've started to tell us a bit about how you got into it because you were, it was the thing yeah. you were good at. How, how did it then happen? Because there are still very few women yeah. uh, who are uh, fight directors. And, yeah. Um, I think you're one of only three registered with equity. I am. Yeah. Um, I mean, so there's no, there was no real, I decided that I, I, I quite, I enjoyed it at college and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm quite good at this and maybe I'm better at this than I would be an actor. Um, and it was just sort of like finding my niche and I don't know, I wasn't a particularly um, supportive training. Um, I mean, I think we've all had experiences of feeling um, like we're rubbish and, and um, it's not very positive. But in those classes, I felt, oh, my goodness, I felt like I had a place. Right. Yeah. And maybe in other areas, I didn't feel like there was a space for me. So I think as a young in my early 20s that was really important for me and when I thought well this is something that I can do and this is something that I might quite like to do so how do I be a fight director well there's no sort of school or rule book out there mm. and when I was you know it was the late 90s so it was hard um, I knew there was an equity register of fight directors so I literally just phoned up equity and said how do I become a fight director and then they gave me um, some uh, a guy's number. It took a few people to get through to find the right person to <laughs> to help me to yeah, guide yeah. me, who was right for me. Because it's a very it was well, it still is quite male dominated. It's quite territorial, um, and it's it's not like you know. Oh, you want to be a fight director? Let me help you. Yeah. This is this is this is the way to go. There was none of that. It was literally finding where finding a place. I didn't know anything about fight directing or how it worked. So um, I met this guy called Jonathan Howell, who teaches at Bristol Old Vic Theatre School. And I lived in Bristol at the time, so I literally just basically hung around with Jonathan for quite a while. I mean, he's a really, really good friend of ours. I mean, came to our wedding, that's how much I think of the man, because yeah. if it wasn't for him, I'm not quite sure 
it, he came into my life at the right time. Right. Um, and I literally used to go to Bristol and assist him all the time. I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't make me. It wasn't my job. But it was something I wanted to do. And I and because he felt the right person for me, I just lit and I learned so much from him. I mean, things that he taught me or that I picked up from him, I still use today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very open. He was very, he was very good. And we just used to, it, we used to like in the car park when the, all the students had gone home at Bristol, we just used to, play and work things out together and it's it's that sort of unofficial um mentorship I suppose it was but I do see him as my mentor but it was never uh, an official mentorship it and it's become a you know a friendship that has lasted for well you know 30 years now Mm. um and someone that was um selfless in in the way that he guided me and helped me I mean I did all the work but I needed, I needed that support. I yeah. needed, because it was, otherwise it's very isolating. Yeah. And I just needed that support. And so he came into my life at absolutely the right time. And I'm not sure if it wasn't for him, I would be where I am now. Right. And he's incredibly proud it's, of the work that I've done. And well, that feel, feels really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, amazing. It's so often the way that one supportive person can be a kind of breakthrough in Mm. You know, especially if you're embarking on a, a, a line of career that isn't quite clear, clear, yeah, yeah. and that you need some person, yeah, but it's to like sort of a prod sort of you along. Time lord thing, isn't it? That someone says, "Okay, I can see where you're going to end up, but I've just come back through time to hold your hand to make sure yeah. you get in through yeah. the right wormhole." Yeah, and it's, it's just to carry on from the Doctor Who thing. Yeah, and it's a re- <laughs> and it's a really lovely way of putting it, and it's kind of like you know, I, I, I you've got to break down those doors of opportunity but when yeah. that opportunity is there then seize that opportunity yeah. and um jonathan for me was that was that, that sort that of like person. first step in in my um on my career path. and where where did you then start working because you work a lot now with the national and with you know the almeida and the yeah, think, and big institutions did, yeah i think it's re- really important that you know you everyone's career starts somewhere when you start to get noticed they notice you in the big institutions working with you know big actors and directors and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really important that, you know, that didn't start straight away. And no way, I think the progression of my career has been absolutely how it should be. Yeah. Um, you know, I worked at the tobacco factory in Bristol. That was my first job. I did Coriolanus, my first job, um, uh, with Shakespeare at the tobacco factory, which became very prolific. Yeah. yeah. But I did their, ver- you know, I was there from the beginning, really not knowing what I was doing. But, you know, you survive these moments. Yeah. yeah. And Sword also, fights. Yeah, and also you, you know, loads and loads of regional theatre. Yeah. You know, driving up and down the M5 and M6 on trains all the time. And you learn your craft. Yeah. You learn your craft in these theatres with these people. And they're really, they're really important to how I developed as a fight director yeah. and also how I found my place as a fight director um, and how people regarded me as a fight director. And then, you know, your reputation starts to, people start to know who you are, you get passed around and suddenly you're building a, 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 a world for yourself. Right. Mm. Um, and I think it's quite important to say is that I had to make myself present in spaces yeah um because i feel like when i first started it was like oh how many sessions will it be 
yeah, it's only that. It's only a tussle. It's only a slap. It's only, um, you know, how many sessions do we need you for? I mean, that still sort of happens. But it's... It's like making yourself present in the space makes you part of the team. Right. And you're not seen as an add-on. Because if you're if you're seen as an add-on, which has happened, yeah. um, then the work will be an add-on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what you get, yeah? And, and it I, won't seem real and it won't seem integral yeah. to the production. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, I just made myself really present in the room and I it would really annoy me if I went into a room and said, oh, we've got the fight director coming in here's the list of things we need them to look at. And I just used to say, oh, yeah, I know, because I've read the play. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that was my always my starting point. Yeah. yeah, I've read the play. And I think, like, really, when people started seeing me work and then they saw, oh, this this is um, different. I'm not saying I've changed the face of fight direction. It was just the way that I felt that it needed to be done because no one had really told me how to do it. So I kind of found my own way right. of doing it. Yeah. And I thought, I can't leave that yet that's not ready to be in front of an audience yeah that's the actors aren't that's i can't just go in do it and then leave it always feels wrong yeah yeah um and i try to avoid those jobs to be honest or i try to say look yes i can do that but i don't feel it's one session it should never be one session yeah I suppose it's always budgets, isn't it? All those totally. all those bits around the side yeah. get cut, you know, like, so choreographers, intimacy, coordinators, fight directors, they're all the bits that people think they can shave off a of production. Yeah. yeah. And yet have such a vital role to but play. But it's interesting as well, because I think, as you say, it takes such confidence to to put yourself in that room and say... I'm not going to be sidelined mm. as as you, as an add-on or uh, as an extra or a sort of Wednesday activity or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, the the job I'm doing now, rock and roll. Jane Gibson is our movement director, mm. and she's very from the off. She said, "This is what I'm going to do with you is part of the language of the play. Mm. It's how you take ownership of the space. It's how you uh, take ownership of the two different worlds. In this mm. case, it's." Prague and Cambridge, whatever. But but you know, it was it was a leap for us yeah. to you know to 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 understand what she was saying, what that language was, to say, this isn't how we do the scene links, mm. this is how we are in the space. Yeah. And that was and that and so there were sessions all through the, the, the whole of the rehearsal yeah. process. And it had to be. Yeah. And the show will be better for But it. that's the first time I've yeah. had that in twenty five years that someone yeah. has said this is just as important as everything else yeah. and don't dismiss it. Yeah. I think that also, um, you know, like directors are changing as well. Um, and also like if you get a sort of an assistant or associate working alongside another director and then they see people like a movement director or a fight director come in and work, it might, you know, it yeah. ignites something in a younger person who is then going to go on. Yeah. So I do feel like, I do feel like the tide is changing. I mean, I work... I will gen I'm working with mostly the same people that I always work with. So I know that someone like our friend Paul 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 Foster who, who Brilliant. we love he's, he's a and um but I always remember I have the story with Paul Foster the first time I worked with him. Um he sent me a message um and it was he sent me a message on the evening of the Tina Tina oh, yeah. the musical Tina the musical uh, um yeah. press night which obviously was huge which he did. Um and just wishing me luck 
and I didn't hadn't even worked with him yet and is saying he's really looking forward to working with me so there you go there we're already establishing a relationship yeah and I didn't know Paul at that stage and I always remember the first time I went to Sheffield to rehearse the show and I was pouring with rain my train was late you know not a great start. Yeah. I was like, do I don't want to be in Sheffield, you know, yeah, trudging yeah. up to the theatre from the station in the rain. And I walked in, you know, like... Yeah. Um, and, he, and he offered me... And it's the first time anyone has ever done it. He offered me a chair right. and a space in that room. So often I walk into the room, I've got my rucksack on my back and I'm looking around, I'm like, well, where do I put myself? Yeah. And that just simple gesture... Yeah put me on the right track to yeah. do the work that I needed to do for him. And it was so simple. Yeah. It was yeah, so yeah, simple. Nice. Okay, this I've, this is where you can put your stuff. Here's a chair for you. Yeah. And we mention it now because we're good mates now. So, you know, yeah. we, we mention it. And so it's just like, it's understanding. Someone's coming into your space. Yeah. It's understanding about how how do you welcome that person into the space. Yeah. Have you had resistance as a woman? Did you find that you had resistance yes, because you were a woman? of course. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... I feel like... I definitely feel like... I don't feel like it anymore, but yeah. I definitely felt like it in my early days um, that I had to prove myself a little bit more in a space because I was a woman. I'm also a small woman. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to say that. Um, so, <laughs> another small woman. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's... I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's inherent in us to feel that pressure because just the way the world works yeah. yeah and I think that it's I would love to see like my nieces not to have the same yeah. pressures that mm. I felt as a young woman yeah, yeah. Um, going into any world yeah. yes yeah. and feeling intimidated by it because it's male it's it, it you know I, I just want people to step into the space and be equal in a space yeah. whatever that space yeah. is it is interesting how it's changing because I, I do I was thinking about this recently I I, I was looking at my shoe cupboard and I always, when I was in offices, because I'm not that tall, and I used to wear very, very high heels right. at work, which was a sort of, uh, it was actually a sort of physical means of just raising myself to the level of the people I was working with, yeah. um, men. And now I think it is brilliant that I go into newspaper offices and actually women don't quite feel the need to do that anymore. Yeah, They've got flatter shoes on and they can um, own the space in a completely different way. Yeah. And I, I do think that is, a you know, a sign of how things have changed. Yeah, and over the years it definitely has it definitely is it's definitely better yeah um but sometimes I will I I was aware of it but I didn't really let it affect my work do you know what I mean yeah. so I just like go in and be myself and it was more their perception of me than it was of me of the space yeah, yeah, yeah. um I think that that is, um, yeah. it's only when I look back on it, I'll go, oh, yeah, that was a bit of a weird situation. Um, <laughs> well, I've done it the opposite because I'm tall and I've often been taller, <laughs> than, as tall or taller than the people I'm playing opposite. I had this whole sort of mental acrobatics about can I be romantic and vulnerable for this person if I'm slightly looking down <laughs> on them, which is so stupid yeah. and so for years hunched. Yeah. Feel like that? Yeah, yeah, going. It's all right. You can, you know, and you you can find me attractive because I can hunch. And it, but it's like it, it is mad yeah. that we we do these things and they're all like whatever the word predetermined or whatever. Yeah. It's a baggage that we enter the room with. Yeah, you know, and sometimes subconsciously, and then sometimes consciously, we you know when it's very visible in people's reactions. Yeah. But it is odd and archaic and and really 
out of date. It really is. And I don't think we, you know, like, I... I like I don't enter a room feeling um I've got all the I've got to I I I carry you know I enter a room knowing that I've got the skill to do the job yeah um, end yeah. of yeah yeah um but definitely when I was young and I'm entering a room but I still sort of had this sort of innocence about me yeah that was kind of quite nice about really not knowing what I was going into um and finding out afterwards but I've you know I've definitely have had had situations where misogyny has been there and we yeah. all have as women yeah and sometimes we're not really aware of it until we leave the room and we go oh that was kind of weird yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> yes um and like and and then sometimes it's like you know like if you're doing a broadsword fight and you i pick up a broadsword and i start swinging it around and it's um you know it's obvious i know how to use it um, but it's not me sort of showing off. It's actually I'm just telling. I just want to tell the story. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of clear the way that I I just really try to be myself. Yeah. I try yeah. not to put on anything that isn't me. I try everything that I go into the room with is who I am. Vulnerability, courage, resilience, determination, yeah. loyal, truth. Yeah. You know, it's all of those things, and I just take that into the room yeah. with me and. And I like it, and most of the time it happens. I'm really, you know, not lucky, but I think that it's the way that our industry is, and I think the way that it's probably improving, that we, you know, I meet people who are also all of that. Yeah. Um, and we we, we we create and collaborate, and we... we what, a, what a wonderful thing to be able to bring something to life and yeah. touch people's but you're, soul. But you're brilliant as well, because it, with all of that, that you, you know, that... It's the skill and the experience and everything else, but but by just being you, you're giving every woman in the room, you're giving them permission to take their space, yeah, and you're giving them permission to learn, yeah. You know, you you don't you don't take a job knowing how to do the job, yeah. You know, as an actor, yes, you learn, and that's why yeah. we have the rehearsal process, yeah. And you know, and trusting that process, and trusting the people in the room to be able to take your hand and guide you, and then as a company collaborate. With the yeah. whole creative team, is a process, yeah. and and to be open to that process is not always easy. If there's no. if there are resistance, those, yeah, the subconscious or invisible barriers, whatever they are, mm. but by having you in the room, it immediately gives every woman in the room, and maybe men who don't necessarily feel that they are yeah. alpha and able yeah. to wheel a sword or yeah. whatever it is, permission to be initially vulnerable and then learn. And then ultimately do that, tell that story eight eight shows a week. And what's interesting too is is the kind of range of work you do because, you know, you do think of you with Shakespeare. So you've worked with Jonathan Miller and Nicholas Heitner on Hamlet and, and, you know, you're working again with Yale Farber on on the Lear. So you always think of a fight director with Shakespeare. But I'm interested too that you, the variety and range of the work and and the range of the emotional work you bring to it. So you you were saying earlier that you choreographed... um, Sweat at the Dunmar by Lynn Nottage, which is a contemporary play, mm. but it does have an absolutely sort of critical mm. fight that people really remember. I mean, how did you go about making that fight, which yeah, is, that... is, you know, is such a shock when it yeah, happens in I the know. action because yeah. you're all sitting around in a bar and it all seems kind of... It's, and it's still spoken about that fight, you know, and that's, and that's kind of lovely, that's you know, wonderful. and kind of nice and... It's a brilliant play. So first of all, you know, you have this wonderful piece of writing. And I remember reading it 
Um, I was lying on my sofa, which I'm generally, that's where I generally am when I'm reading, <laughs> reading the script. And we get to this point in the play and it, the, famously the guy gets hit by the, around the head with the baseball bat. My first point is going, oh, bloody hell. How am I going to do that in the yeah. Donmar when the actor, when the audience are on three sides yeah, and really very close? close. And, I thought, and then my head goes, well, maybe it doesn't need to be that. It could be something else. And But then I read further on and I'm like, oh, no, it really does have to be that. Yeah. So, you know, I spoke to um, our lovely director, Lynette. Um, Lynette Linton. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's a story in itself. But I'll tell you... Um, because I worked with her and she was an associate and then she said, I'm just doing this little play sweat at the Donmar. Would you like to do it? And I went, yeah. And, you know, it becomes a huge thing for all of us and and particularly Lynette, you know. But uh, so then I read on and I thought, okay, I'm not even going to get to that problem yet because that's the challenge. Yeah. And I love I love challenges. Yeah. And I love because it's I am a pro. I see myself as the problem solver. Yeah, and I yeah, love all of that. Yeah. So that's the bit that I do love about my job. Um, so when I went into rehearsals, I sat the actors down, great bunch of actors, I had a great team, and I said, okay. And we were all panicking about the baseball moment. So again, I'm honest, I'm truthful. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, um, but we're going to work it out as we go along. But we're not going to we're not going to get there yet because we've got all the other stuff to lead up to that first. Right. And I said, and that, that's going to that might give us what we want, Right. okay? So I said, let's just work through nice and slowly how we're going to tell this story up to that point. And that's what we did. And literally, um, we got to, we did the first rehearsal and we were all working really well together and it was starting to cook. And I said to Lynette, I said, can you call me in tomorrow because I'm on a roll here? And I need to feel like we we get some momentum. Let's not do another session next week. Let's get the momentum. Uh-huh. We're on momentum here, and we and that's and that's how it was discovered. I, I do you want me to tell you the tricks, but it <laughs> was you could tell one because <laughs> because it's really interesting because it's a violent act that leads for people who haven't seen the play that leads to somebody being disabled. I mean, it's yeah, an incredibly it's violent act, and you are staging it incredibly close to an audience so you yeah. could tell us one or two tricks perhaps. well i mean obviously the baseball bat got swapped out right yeah so we we used a real baseball bat to hit the bar, Bang the bar. um but obviously we tricked it and swapped it out with one that was um, not was a foam but obviously you still can't hit an actor around the head with that because no. it's it's not floppy but we did hit the actor who they were fighting um, uh, on his body, but we padded him. Yeah, so he's fully padded. You know, I hit him on the arm, I hit him here with my foam baseball bat, but has to have a rod in between because otherwise it would just flop. Also, what I was doing is I was distracting, distracting audience's eyes. So I would knock over a chair or I'd move an actor out the way so suddenly you're getting into a position and if you noticed I put um Leanne Bess behind the bar she wasn't actually involved in the fight so she moved behind the bar in the action right okay and all we've got is people trying to stop it mess 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 what I can remember and then we bring in the guy that gets hit round the head which was an actor called Stuart and we're just trying to work this out and this I mean it was everything was perfectly choreographed but this moment was the moment and literally it just the guy he has it that the guy who's playing Jason has it in his hand yeah, yeah and we have a 
a dance-like sequence so we know exactly when the game and then he just swung it back so far yeah but didn't go past his own shoulder right. the other guy we got in as close as we could get yeah. him over his shoulder yeah but because I had distraction going all over the place and then I had Leanne behind the bar with two pieces of wood Made to make the noise. the noise. Oh, wow. Oh, clever. So that's how we did it. And then suddenly you just saw Stuart fall. Fall. Yeah, so this entire, yeah. mess, 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 mess. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. And that, I mean, it took some working out, but what, yeah. what, what a payoff. Entirely convincing. Yeah. And can you imagine that beautiful play, if that moment hadn't been yeah. right, can you imagine how that would have then gone? So that moment was so, so important. And, you know, like the most satisfying for, thing for me, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes, actually. The most satisfying thing for me was being in that audience and f- feeling that tension mm. and <gasps> yeah. the gasp. Yeah, we worked hard on it. It was really important. It didn't get overlooked by the director or the actors. We we had to get that right, yeah. and we we nailed it. So that that is a director understanding what how important that yeah, moment yeah. is, giving the fight director the time and the space to make it work, and allowing the actors the freedom to feel yeah. feel the moment as well. So yeah. yeah, it was one of those jobs where you go, ah, oh, it's yeah, all yeah. come together, yeah. and yeah, was... you know, I remember Susanna Clapp saying in her review, I don't really read reviews very often. Sorry, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the entire premise of the podcast. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I, do. I, I literally found this review by accident. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. I was in the fish and chip shop waiting for my fish and chips. <laughs> and it was getting better and better. And I was just like, um, you know, leafing through it. And then there was the review for Sweat and I read it and it was like, oh, Oh my gosh! And she said, "Never has a fellow critic um, grabbed her arm in a moment yeah. that was like that." So you know, it was great for me. But it was lovely finding out in the um, <laughs> in the chippy in the chippy. Like, yeah. yeah, <laughs> 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 well, I'm just waiting for my food. <laughs> We're just going to cut the... out all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, the at the opposite end of that, you've got you work for television, so you've worked for um, Emmerdale for yeah. a long time, and, and for Coronation yeah. Street yeah. also for a long time. What and that's obviously a different set of, um, well, or is it a different set of um, skills? Skills. It's not a different set of how I go about doing my work, but when you're working on those kind of shows um, like Coronation and Emmerdale, is quick. Mm. Yeah, so you can't. You can't be messing around. Um, so you don't have the same sort of rehearsal time or the same thing. But the process for me is still the same, still the same as how I work with the actors. How, And, you know, a lot of these actors have been playing their characters for a long, long time and they 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 know. Yeah. 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 And, and so, again, it's inviting them in. And it's just sort of, again, finding your way through it. But it just, we just have to get there quicker because we don't really get... We get, uh, they do a, they come on, they do a line run, we do a camera rehearsal, and in that camera rehearsal, again, I had to, I didn't know how TV worked when I first started doing it. You know, I've been used to like having lots of rehearsals and things like that. But again, you just have to, you have to find your space again. I had to find my space again, be present, and make sure that how I'm working is is good and, and the results we get is good. 
Um, it's What's a, your best TV fight? What's your most memorable TV fight, would you say? Oh, um, there's been quite a few on Corrie. I mean, they're always... But I've been they're in it. They're always at each other. <laughs> they're always at How are you? I've been in it. And, oh. uh, yeah, so I guess, that, like, for my mum, that was, like, the best thing ever. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I... One of the characters... Oh, I've forgotten the character's name. It was a long, quite a while ago. But she was being stabbed on the street and she died. Um... But the character Paula, the actress Paula, was heavily pregnant in real life. So, I mean, I did offer, you know, do you want to do it? But I can double for you. And she was like, the the relief on her face was... Because we also had the actor that was um, doing the deed was inexperienced. and, And I could control the moment, really. So, yeah, so in that moment, it's the back of me with a wig on and everything. It was so funny because I choreographed it all. Then I have, I had to go off to makeup. Well, I didn't really do makeup because it was behind me, but I had to get the wig on costume, which is a different role. I was really nervous yeah, because yeah. all of a sudden, like, I'm standing there and I've got the champagne bottle in my hand and I'm now being seen mm. and I have to get it right yeah you know and so it's a it was a different role and and um it's a long time since I have been there yeah and um I was actually really really nervous but excited nervous yeah and um we got it in one take which was which was great and then I did all the other stuff where she he, she fell down onto the ground into David's arms and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, I got re- well into it. So, yeah, I guess that's quite memorable. Did you do a riot in Emmerdale or have I made that up? I haven't done a riot in Emmerdale. No, no. But I, I did the Coronation Street Live in um, 2015. Right. And that was another great experience and scary. Um, but, and then, you know, something really prolific happened. Yeah, Someone yeah. died in that scene. And there were lots of scenes leading up to that moment which involved me. Um, so I had to get to the first ad break and then I was kind of like, <sighs> yeah. but we had like rehearsals for that. So, you know, it was like two weeks rehearsals and camera rehearsals and stuff. So everybody, it was quite an experience to be there. People, did it. people used to do live TV, like proper dramas mm-hmm. all the time, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of life shortening yeah. stuff. It was, it was an incredible experience. Yeah. And then, and no one wanted to mess up. No. Because, you know, like in TV, you can mess up and you do another take. Yeah, of course. But no, so everybody was on their game, you know, cameramen, the ADs, everybody was on their game, yeah. actors. Um, but, yeah, it was an exciting experience Brilliant. for sure, yeah. Would you like to do more TV in Billboard? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been lucky enough. I did um, My Policeman with Michael Grandage, Um and I think because he'd worked with me in theatre, he wanted to bring me in. But it is, I'd love to be doing, I feel like I should be doing more. Um, but again, it's another, it feels like it's another barrier for me to have to break down. Because? Be- because it's dominated by a stunt world. Right. right and right. and I'm a, they don't really understand theatre. And it's uh, understanding that fight directors have, that have a skill that c- can be used in film and TV and um, and it's it's under, it's producers understanding that really right. to be honest, um, and it's a battle, yeah. um, and it's an it's a battle that I want to get I want to make it work because I've actually lost work in TV because I wasn't on the stump register. 
Oh, right. I don't, so, it's, so it's a different register It's altogether. a different register. It's really complex. My brother's trying to join it at the moment. It's and really it's complex. It's really, really hard. And it's like, oh, you're not insured properly. You're not, And I am all of those things. Mm. So if the work is, I'm able to do the work, then I shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah, yeah. So there's my argument at the moment. Um, and it it's one of those things that, yeah, it's, it's another battle, guys. Yeah. And I'm trying to... You know, trying to make it easier for people that come up behind me. Yeah. Um, so I've been lucky enough to ha- have that breakthrough with things like Coronation Street and Emmerdale, and I've worked on them for a long, long time. And I so I must be doing something right, right. because they wouldn't have you back. Yeah, of course. Um, and I've done, you know, I've done pilots for other things. I did, you know, I did the films for the National Theatre, the Romeo and Juliet, and Death by yeah, England, yeah. Uh, just after during covid yeah um so that was great and i you know i've done some other stuff but yeah i should i feel like i should be doing stuff like happy valley and yeah um you know and i see stuff on tv and i'm like yeah i need to push it you know i need to find a way in and push it more and we're kind of that's this year's um challenge challenge new year's resolution yeah (laughs) how when you're so busy (laughs) <laughs> that is the other thing, yeah. You just have to find ways of doing it. But I guess as as theatre director, well, television directors who have experience in theatre, that that would probably be a, a doorway in. Yeah, because they it, have that. Language. And it's also educating, like like if a theatre director moves over and does some TV or film, it's them not understanding that they can use fighter fight directors, arrangers, or whatever you want to call us. And they don't get pushed into saying, oh, no, you'll need a stunt person for this. Look, I'm not undermining the stunt world, right. but I didn't want to be a stunt stunt director or coordinator. Stunt is, for me, is throwing yourself off a building or, or you know, car chase or yeah, all of that yeah. stuff, which is really, really important. Yeah. But it's not what I do. I feel like what I do is work with actors and get into the story of it. Yeah. And that I feel that that's different. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where my school lies and we should have a place in the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um and so when Michael did his film, I and it was his first film, I literally just dropped him a message. I think I even might have just texted him or emailed him and said, you know. And when they were like in a big because it was an Amazon film, big production meeting, and they were saying that oh yeah, no, we'll sort out a stunt stunt coordinator and he said well you know could I use someone from my world oh yeah we use fighter rangers directors as well and um he said great and they went they went what's his name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, well, course. of course and um, <laughs> Michael went um her name is Kate <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know that was a massive learning curve and um interesting experience but I feel like um there was comfort in having Michael there for both of us yeah. because we understood each other's world. Yeah. And the actor I was working with, he he really we did have a stunt double for him, but he's a he was an actor who'd done theatre and he said, I can do that. I think there's this fear of which bit? I saw the film. What was the, the bit? It's the bit where they're in the pl- prison cell and he gets beaten up. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah and he yeah, gets yeah. beaten up in the cell. And it came out really well, actually, yeah. in the it's end. It's a lovely film. Yeah, and then I also did the bit where they're in that alleyway and oh, the coppers yeah. come and the other guy gets... Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, not massive moments, but hugely important moments because particularly that bit in the cell, he doesn't fight back. Yeah. He sort of gives in to his... 
he gives in to his um, situation, yeah. Yeah. which is incredibly sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's so interesting listening to you talk because, um, you know, as, we, as we're sort of coming to the end, approximately, that, that so much of what you do is about the psychology of it. And I don't think I'd thought that before I met you. Yeah. I don't think I'd thought that. I think I'd imagined that it was all about, you know, being able Action. to lift a broadsword yeah. or, you know, fight with a rapier or throw a punch. Yeah. I find that fascinating that part of what you're doing is is kind of waiting for the emotional swell yeah. of a fight. I think like I think ninety percent of the job is psychology and ten percent is choreography. Yeah. The choreography bit for me is the is uh, that's fine because that's all there, um, and I love finding finding it. But I can only find I can only find the choreography if I've got the thought process behind the choreography. Yeah, and the thought process comes from everybody that's involved in the in the development of that piece yeah. of action. Yeah. Do you think it makes you understand violence in a different way? I mean, you know, I, that's kind of a big question to yeah, lob yeah, yeah. at this Part moment, two. but you must think so much about the, the springs of violence. I yeah, suppose. I guess so. I don't, I suppose that's a really good question, actually, and I don't think anyone's actually asked me that before because I'm always thinking about the story that I want to create right. rather than me understanding violence. I don't think I'm not natural. I don't actually like watching violence, and even when it's my own violence, I don't, if it's done really well, I'm, I can't, actually watch it right but, but that that's because the actors have gone and i'm like oh actually so when i get into the eyes on king Lear, that is we 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 worked on that scene on friday it's a scary scene you know it's it's the most awful thing to do it's a most awful human act and that's the thing that you have to look at first this this is the this is this is the pinnacle of doing something to someone that is absolutely horrendous yeah, yeah now obviously i've got to put all the tricks in there so the audience don't see that we're not really gouging this poor actor's eyes out <laughs> and keep that actor safe yeah. and and, and yeah, at yeah. the heart of all of that but i always I, like it was really interesting because i said to the director i said it's the before and the after that's the most important thing what's happening in the middle those are the trick bits yeah, yeah? but it's how i make the audience feel before yeah. and how i make them feel the how I make them feel after. Yeah. And there's so much that goes through that scene. You you shouldn't just bring the fight director in for the eye gouging. That fight director needs to be in for that whole scene. Yeah. Because the lead up to that moment is absolutely essential. Yeah. Um, so that's why we worked through that scene on Friday. Yeah. Step by step by step. Yeah. Together. But yeah. it's an interesting thing, isn't it? You like, I mean, it, it's a much bigger question, of course, and it's a whole other conversation, but... The violence that comes out of desperation or if somebody's high or if somebody's mm. defending themselves or, you know, or whatever it is, if it's if it's um, if it's not premeditated in any way, then it then it has something animal about it that is literally trying to survive a situation. Mm. And that's one language. Then you have the psychotic serial killer yeah. violence that is premeditated it's by design or mm. or gangs who have a particular signature thing that they do like you know there was a the thing that people used to have in like the 40s and 50s wasn't it the chelsea smile yeah, where yeah, they yeah. they'd put the, the Cut, up yeah. from your your yeah. mouth mm. and that's a different thing that's a language it's a mm. whole separate yeah. you know and that's in real life you know people's lives turned upside down and destroyed by it it's but 
you know, and 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 that always makes me think of those ancient Jacobean plays or mm. the Shakespeare plays where the violence is its own storyline. Yeah. yeah, you know, in Lear. They, it, like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, or even in Hamlet, or wherever it is when everybody's dead on the floor, yeah. Yeah. or the Greek tragedies, everybody's dead, pools of blood. That's a whole other thing. That's mm. that's you need a different word for it. It's yeah. not violence. It's like sort of you know dramatic massacre. I don't know whatever it is, but it's, <laughs> but it is fascinating that the blinding of Gloucester scene. I I very rarely watch it. In, really? And I know I'm sitting. You so know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know I'm sitting in a theatre. I know that you know it is a trick at, at some level, and I still can't watch it. Yeah. And I find, I mean, you know, when people sort of say why Shakespeare is still relevant, Shakespeare. I mean, that scene shows it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's and, just about malignant. Yeah. And Yale, um, Yale is such a visionary director. I love working with her because there's no. Um, there's no sort of dictation of where it's going to go. It's all, we're all part of that world. Yeah. Everybody is. And I just love the way that she invites me into the space. And um, yeah, it's just beautiful way of working. And I mean, Friday was, you know, we did it Friday afternoon. I mean, it's still not ready yet, but it, we've got to start. We've, we've started it. And, you know, I've got this actor who's like, it's a massive moment for him. He's playing Gloucester. He's about to get his eyes. But the actor is nervous about this. Yeah, of course. So that, the psychology of that in real psychology is that I have to create that space that all those actors feel absolutely safe in that world. And that they have faith in the work that we're creating. And the minute that I have that, then we can work. Yeah. Yeah. But that safety as well starts with, you know, Paul Foster getting you a chair. Yeah, means that the your your weight uh, in that room of this person will make you safe. Yeah, it starts with that moment, doesn't it? As opposed to you sort of slipping in and putting your bag yeah. in the corner. Yeah, and yeah. it's also exactly, and this is you know, the way that Yell invites me into the room because I'm not in the room all the time. So it's yeah. the way that Yell will invite me into the room. Kate's lovely to have you back. Welcome in. Um, and really, she, I was there for the meet and greet and the chat and and the all of that. Um, at the beginning of the rehearsals, but then I went on holiday, so they didn't see me for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, but the way that she talked about my work in front of everybody, yeah, and how you know how specific Kate is, and how she will find the work with you, but we have to, you know, it's choreographed, and we've yeah. got it, you know, we've got to be really strict with ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it makes my job a little bit easier when someone when your director is supporting yeah. you yeah. as they as a collaborator. Yeah, absolutely. It's a much nicer feeling than someone saying to you, saying, I haven't got time for this, which <laughs> has happened to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing it. They're obviously know, bracing It is out vile jelly, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's obviously bracing myself. But I mean, it's thank you, You're Kate, welcome. for giving us such a kind yeah, of amazing, amazing. <laughs> fascinating insight into your work and into your world and um yeah it's been brilliant i feel i've learned a lot and i hope everybody does yeah yeah thank you (laughs) thank you it's been good Yay! (laughs) and with that we'll say goodbye and that's a goodbye from me nancy carroll the actress and goodbye from me sarah crompton the critic